Welcome back to the Alex Helton Real Estate Show brought to you by the Helton Real Estate uh, Group. Today, we're going to be talking about what happened in Davidson and Williamson counties in uh, May. I have Sam with me here. Good to be here. Sam, how you doing? I'm good. Uh, had a fun week. You had a fun week. We, uh, What'd you do? The Bluebird was having their 40th anniversary. Many of you probably know that Bluebird's iconic in Nashville. Yeah. Had their 40th anniversary. One of my friends was invited to play. So we went and supported him and had a good time. Very nice. With some other mutual friends. That's a very Nashville um, thing to do. Very Nashville. Uh, You're like a tourist in your own Exactly. Town. It felt like that because, you know, we're not doing <laughs> concerts all the time, but it's fun to go support a friend and actually know someone that's on stage. So Absolutely. How about you? Anything fun over the last week? Anything fun over the last week? This weekend was good. The, you know, the weather was hot. We got to the pool with the kids. Had a uh, niece, had a birthday, so we had a party and uh, celebrated her life. Yeah. Had some Oreo cake, so. Sounds delicious. It was, there wasn't much left. Two things I love, Oreos and cake. You put them together, it only gets better. <laughs> exactly right. All right, well, let's, let's jump in. We could talk Oreo cake all day probably, but uh, let's jump into the numbers and then kind of what you're seeing in the market. So just kind of give us the stats and yeah. the, the info from May what actually happened, and then we'll talk through your experience last month. Yeah, so month of May, uh, for those that may not be watching and listening, we'll go through the numbers uh, here. So in month of May, Davidson County, all Davidson County closings, 16%. They're down in May over May of 21, and yet the median price is up 22% over May of last year. Compared to Williamson County, Transactions are down 1%, and the median price May 2022 is up 35% over May of 21. Mm. So those numbers are holding pretty steady. It's sort of the 20, call it 25 and 35, give or take, on Davidson County versus Williamson County. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. That's probably worth sort of a different conversation, but just... Did, why is that? Why why is there a ten percent difference in Williamson versus Davidson? But yeah. um, getting back to May stats, year to date, and I note, I know the individual month price is a. There's some more context that's helpful in general, but we're at four seventy for the median price in May. Yeah, it's the highest we've ever seen. Yeah, in Davidson County. Um, so it feels like a lot to me. <laughs> As someone yeah. that owns like your classic average Nashville house from a price square footage standpoint, I look at 470 and go, wow, that mm -hmm. feels like a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Yep. So. I got you derailed. You're, we're at year to date now. We're going year to date. Yeah. So the numbers are similar. So Davidson County closings are down 13% year to date over last year. Um. And median price is up 24% in Davidson County through the month of May compared to last year. Williamson County closings are down 7% and median price is up 34%. So again, very close to 25 and 35. 
So that's all what's happening. That that is just um, that is our snapshot. That's what's happening in the month of May. The really interesting stuff really comes when you go. Okay, so what's coming? What is inventory? What's the story? What are all the factors and all that good stuff? Right. Mm-hmm. I also want to know. I looked up what was the meat. What was the price March of twenty twenty? Yeah. So when the pandemic hit. And there's a lot of fear about yeah. the real estate market. The price was, if I'm remembering, like 320 in Davidson, mm-hmm. median price. Mm-hmm. Um, we've gone up over 40% in the last two years yeah. um, in Davidson County. So been a really, really dramatic, basically shooting straight up from a real estate perspective yes. as far as price increases. So to preview a future podcast, right? <laughs> This is my plug for a future podcast. Yeah. It's important to know how does how does that appreciation compare to if the pandemic had not happened and things were steady or compared to just a typical trajectory. We were going into the pandemic, or maybe rewind to say 19, we were still under prices that we should have been. Mm-hmm. Things took such a hit in... 08, 9, you know, I'd say the bottom was probably 10, maybe early 11, but really 2010 was the bottom. And it has taken 10, 11, 12 years to get back to, if compared to a historical, call it 4%, you know, 3 to 5% appreciation to get back to that point, mm-hmm. right? And we'll go into that. Probably next next podcast. Maybe next podcast. That's probably what we'll dive into in, in more depth. So you mentioned inventory. Um, walk us through the inventory in June. We've got May up there just as a little bit of a comparison. Yeah. As a reminder, May in most categories, I think except for these lower Williamson price points, mm-hmm. they dropped in May inventory-wise. Mm-hmm. All of Davidson was up in May. It's up again in June. Yeah. Um, we're seeing also the million plus in Williamson is up again, mm-hmm. very similar to Davidson. So walk us through the inventory and you know, your thoughts on that. Yeah. So again, those that are listening, not watching inventory from zero to a hundred in Davidson County. Zero to 500. I wish we could get something for a hundred. What did I say? Zero, zero to a hundred. <laughs> zero to five. The inventory would be zero because I would buy it all. But yeah. this is really inventory four to five hundred. Yeah, exactly. So under five hundred inventory is at about two weeks. Inventory from five hundred to a million in Davidson County is about four weeks, and then inventory over a million in Davidson County is, um, you know, we'll call it eight to ten, nine to ten weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen green arrows on the inventory in a long time. I don't know when the last time it was, but it's been a while, several yeah. several years, to see inventory going up in all the price ranges, mm-hmm. right? So hopping over to Williamson County, inventory under five is up, still drastically low compared to what we would consider like a neutral or balanced market. So this is like 10 days. Mm-hmm. Worth of inventory. Also worth noting, the you've got inventory which is based on demand, but just straight up homes that are actually available. Right. It's like twenty. Yeah. In all of Williamson County, under five hundred. Yeah. There's essentially nothing available um, mm-hmm. in that price range today. Today. The thing that's important 
to point out is if I'm moving to this area and I get on my app, whatever that may be, and I'll look at what's active, it's going to be pretty depressing because that's all I'm going to see. Mm-hmm. What people need to know or just be mindful of is the conclusion isn't there's not going to be anything. Mm-hmm. It's that what's currently available, not under contract, is very limited, but that's going to turn over fast. Mm-hmm. Or that's what we typically see. So there's going to be a new 20 next week. It might stay at 20, right? but there, there are homes coming on the market. Probably these 20 are going to go under contract. A new 20 will show up. Right. Those will go under contract, which that's about the speed of the market. So if yeah. you want to be in this this zero to 500, which is probably in Williamson like 490 to 500 mm-hmm. <laughs> price point, really, um, you got to be ready to act quick. Yep. So 500 to a million is, man, that's a pretty big jump. Mm-hmm. Went from 0.09, what's the math on that, Sam? Like three three or days. four days. <laughs> uh, to, you know, call it 0.9. So about a month inventory uh, from 500 to a million in Williamson County. And then over a million in Williamson County is up over two months. So Davis and Williamson, month of May, over a million is now at two months plus. It's good stuff. I like it. Uh, Certainly. It's a, if you. For our clients that are in this price range, this is a breath of fresh air. Right. There's a, probably feels like a breath of fresh air in every price range. I know some of the agents on our team have said, wow, it's nice to wake up and the, the second day after a home yeah. goes on the market, it's still available instead right. of going on the first day. Yeah. That kind of a thing. So there's, some, there's this feeling, even though the stats are still heavily what we would call a seller's market, leverage heavily in the seller's favor, so to speak. Yeah. There does feel like we're softening just a little bit. So tell us, especially over the last month, but you've done some transactions, you've mm-hmm. worked with buyers, sellers. What has the feel been yeah. that you've experienced um, over the last month as to how it relates to the inventory that we're seeing? Mm-hmm. Man, so it's hard for me not to jump to, here's what it means, here's how I would think about it. If I'm thinking about making a move or whatever, it's hard for me not to jump there. That is coming in a later episode. We're going to jump into that. But to answer the question, what does it feel like? It's case by case. So we've had both buyers and sellers at drastically different price points in the last 30 days, last 15 days, both had multiple offers. Mm-hmm. Um, then we've had other situations where we wrote in an escalation clause, prepared for a competitive situation, only for it to not be a competitive situation, and we got the home at a lower price than we had been prepared to pay. Mm-hmm. I'm also seeing more price reductions. And again, I want to give this disclaimer, but it's coming. Give got- a disclaimer. We don't need to flesh it out, but do, I think, a little bit of clarity. That yeah. could be alarming to some people if they hear price reductions. Whoa. Yeah. I've seen more price reductions in the last two weeks than I have since, I don't know, four, five, six years ago. <clears throat> um, The conclusion could be 
prices, values are going down. There's a huge difference between pricing and values. And then if you're not in sort of the thick of it every day, where a home comes on the market and you think before anything happens, like, man, that seems really aggressive. And then a week later, it's not sold and they've reduced the price. Mm -hmm. It's not the value's gone down. It's they've been too aggressive on, on their first list price, right. right? If the comp said four yeah, and they were like, let's try five, right. and then they reduced down to 425, yeah. the value hasn't gone down at all. They just... Right. Whether intentionally or unintentionally, missed the mark yep. on the first day. Totally. And especially I'm seeing it on um, new construction homes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, I think it's case by case. We're in this period of May where school's just out. Mm -hmm. Like, you're trying to finish the kids in school. Your uh, interest rates, there's been a... there's. There's just multiple factors going on, right. you know. So, um, but all of it has contributed to people are pricing one way. Not everybody. It's just more. So it's not. Um, it's not like everybody needs to drop the price. It's just some people are pricing as though the market is appreciating at the same rate. Mm -hmm. um, and we can get into that in a later podcast. We also talk to sellers sometimes that I'd probably feel the same way if I was in their shoes that are going, everything is crazy right now. I can kind of name my price. And totally. And they want to experiment at a higher because they feel like they missed out if they don't go high. Yep. Another <laughs> podcast topic, probably how to price yep. a home yep. to get the most money. But sometimes we see that as well where I want to try it for two weeks and then we'll drop it back to what the market says is actually realistic. Yeah. Then uh, I think that's not the best strategy. We'll get into that. It is an option in the future. We do see that sometimes, though. Yeah. Even talking to agents that go feel like they were aggressive on the front end, but yeah. it was worth the try for whatever yeah. reason in that situation. So, all right. So inventory feels like it's going up. We've had we've had multiple situations: buyers, sellers, multiple offers. Yep. Both of those cases that you mentioned also went over list price, sold quickly, mm -hmm. went over list price. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely, when the homes are priced correctly, yeah. it's still moving fast, very competitive. Yep. Demand is there Yep. Um, in most of the Nashville area. Yep. It's, and, it's, it's funny. It just makes me think about, man, the, the downside of pricing incorrectly I think it's just more costly. If you do pros and cons, I just think it's more costly. And it's, I'm just thinking about, obviously there's people that may watch this, listen to this, that we're not ever gonna work with. They might be in different markets or maybe, um, you know, they just have somebody else that they're gonna be working with. I think their, <clears throat> their relationship with their agent and how much they trust that agent's advice is just massive because, and, and I mean, particularly right now, rewind six months ago, and the I can pretty much name my price is true. I think the rate of appreciation has changed. And so we're in this period where it's like, do you really trust your agent that they know if it's gone from, if it's going from, you know, 22, and then it's on a trajectory to go to 10, and you're pricing it at 22% like rate? 
-hmm. You're going to sit on the market. And ultimately, my belief is you're just not going to get as much for the home as you would is if you price it really in line with the market, let the market respond and not do the price reductions and then come up short. But mm -hmm. I get it, man. If I'm a seller and I don't fully trust my agent, like can nail that, right. it feels like I'm giving, it feels like I'm making a mistake and I'm leaving money on the table. So mm -hmm. I get it. It just highlights how important that is that if you can fully trust them, let them do their thing take their advice and roll with it. It's gonna be the best thing to do. And fully trust, when we think about that being both integrity and experience. So it's not just, I trust this person has my best interest in mind. That's right. But they don't actually have the abilities, the skills yeah. to get me the best yeah. deal. Or I trust that this person's a really good right. uh, technical agent, but they're kind of maybe in it for themselves, right. not in it for me. So that yeah. combination can be honestly kind of hard to find. Um, all right, so kind of wrapping this all up, bringing this all together. If you're a buyer or a seller, let's, let's isolate those. Um, if you're doing both, you're doing it in the same market probably. Yeah. If I'm just buying, let's, a lot of people are moving here from out of town. If I'm just buying in Nashville, uh, you know, interest rates are higher than they were six months ago. Prices are higher than they were six months ago. Yep. I'm talking to people in my role that are saying, I'll wait for the prices to drop. Yeah. <laughs> Should I, based on what we've seen here, inventory's going up, makes it a little easier on buyers. Should I rush to buy now before rates, prices, et cetera, potentially keep increasing? Or should I hold up, relax, see if that inventory yeah. continues to increase and yep. maybe it does have a, a downward pressure on the prices. So I think inventory is going to continue to increase. I don't think prices are going to drop, mm -hmm. right? So my, I, I believe that this 22 a year from now, sorry, not the 22, but if we're going, what is the appreciation rate from June 22 to 23? I think we're probably looking at 7 to 10%. So prices are going to continue to go up. It seems like interest rates are probably going to keep ticking up. Mm -hmm. So if the assumption is prices are going to go down eventually, like soon, I think that would be a mistake to hold off just because of prices. Yeah. Real estate is just so much different, though. This isn't the stock market, and it's not day trading. Like, no matter what's going on, do you have a good reason to move? Right. Um, and so you gotta, you gotta, to me, I would work through some of those things. I have a good reason. Can I afford it? The same principles apply. And do, am I going to be here more than, you know, a year to three years? Like mm -hmm. if I need to hold on to the home for 10 years, am I open to that mm -hmm. one way or another? Like whether I keep it or rent it. Mm -hmm. Um, I talked to a lady yesterday moving in, moving here from out of town. And she was saying, I don't want to, she owned a home in 08, 09 yeah. and experienced that yeah. uh, depreciation. Yeah. So I don't want to buy something and then get caught with a home that's worth less. Yeah. Um, which I would feel the same way probably. Of course. Most likely seems like. So my question, not, so my question is, is she in a home right now? She's not. She's, she's got, renting. Yeah, she's renting. Okay. Mm-hmm. But she's planning to be here long term. So my advice yeah. to her was the chances that it goes negative in a dramatic way, right. that's not going to be 
recover. Yeah. Um, it's very, very unlikely. So don't not purchase because you're worried it's going to crash. Yeah. Unless you're only going to be here for a year, for example. I agree. I mean, although, yeah, I mean. If rates go down, you can refinance then. You know, that's another Unless factor. you're an investor. I just, if you're an investor, you're playing a 30-year game. Mm-hmm. I think to go, I'm going to hold off. To me, honestly, my interpretation, right or wrong, is they don't have a high enough level of motivation. They should just put themselves on the sideline and forget about it and focus on other things in life. Mm-hmm. But I just think there's too many factors to try to put yourself in a position as a layperson of like, I'm going to time the market. How will you know when it's at the bottom? You won't. Mm. You will not know it's at the bottom until it starts going up. And if you're not in the business every day, so, and what are interest rates at that point? Like, Interest rates have a bigger impact on affordability than price typically does. Yeah. If you look at the way those things can fluctuate together. Yeah, totally. Um, So switching gears, last thing to a seller. Yeah. Seller comes to you and says, our situation's really flexible. We're thinking we want to sell in the fall. Yeah. But we'd like to start the conversation early, which we found is typically the most helpful thing. Yep. Um, but we're willing to sell right now if it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a lot of individual factors, but general principle, yeah. you feel like from a seller perspective, if I'm not also trying to buy. Mm-hmm. So they're just selling? Just selling. As this is a real-life situation. Just okay. selling. All right. They're like, we'll rent and we'll kind of figure out the future. I think they're retired. Um, <laughs> okay. Should they feel an urgency to sell because of the unknown of what could happen in the future? Or... Hey, it's home's probably going to appreciate. Your risk is pretty low, so just hang on to it till you're ready. Then you don't have to move twice. Like removing some of the individual and personal preferences. Is it the time to sell, or is it? Man, keep holding. I would ask. I would want to know. Price aside, when is best for you? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the first thing. If they're like, man, it's a big inconvenience to move right now. I think you just, that's why for me, it's always case by case. Um, it's always case by case. If it's, if it's not a big deal to sell right now, then my guess is that there's costs associated with holding onto the home until September as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, that's not a no-brainer decision. It's also based on risk tolerance. We're seeing this shift. Um, if that freaks you out and it helps you sleep better to sell now, that might be something you should think about. If you're not really worried about it and it's more convenient to hold off, then I would say let's keep in touch on a monthly basis. And if for some reason we see a massive shift, you're in a position to move quickly. Otherwise, let's keep an eye on it. And if September is best, then we'll go September. Mm-hmm. I think there's... Uh, there's certainly good reason that could go both ways. Mm-hmm. And some of those reasons are certainly in like personalized. Sure. And what I, to, to pull in a lot of what you said, what I'm translating is six months from now, the growth is probably not going to be crazy dramatic that you're going to miss out if you sell today on like a ton of money of appreciation. 
And if if the market yeah. does continue to slow down, you're n- it's not going to go fall off a cliff. Let's say it's an average home; it's not going to go from four hundred to now yeah. three four seventy to now three hundred. Yeah, it's like, well, we should have sold six months ago. <laughs> See, they're in a unique situation too, though, because if I sell, if in that situation I don't own something, mm-hmm. typically somebody already owns something, uh, and so. It's like, well, I don't want to buy the next home because I might get stuck. It's like, well, if if your next home is going to go down in value, your current home is also going to go down in value. There's no way to avoid being impacted by the market if you own real estate. But the other thing is, and I don't know what this person plans, but it may be that they have an opportunity to take the cash out of you know their uh, whatever they're selling and. Um, and invested in something else that generates a similar return. You know, yeah. I don't, again, that's why it's case by case. Different people have access to different things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and a, a family, let's imagine, family that has young kids packing everything up and renting yeah. for six months, probably a lot more of an inconvenience than yeah. maybe a retired couple. Contrast that with, and I don't like the idea of rushing to do something really sure. for any reason. Yeah. Contrast that, though, with taking a longer-term view and rewinding a year and a half ago-ish, and we're having a, cl- a conversation with a client. This is not happening. Like Appreciation is going fast. Interest rates are not just historic low, but insanely historic low. And it's like, hey, should I buy now or just rent for another year? Then it's like, okay, well, it's likely that prices are going to continue to appreciate at the 20 to 25% rate, and interest rates are very likely to go up by at least 1%. So here's what the difference looks like a year from now. Then it, then it made sense, and that person closed on the home and later on said, hey, my payment would now be X amount more. So if you're taking a longer-term view, that's one thing. But like now versus two months from now, like it's that's where it is more personalized and less about kind of the bigger factors. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, well, next time, yeah, planning to talk about the way... Next podcast. Yep. Yep. The way appreciation historically has worked, kind of the ups and downs, and we are hearing a lot of people. Real estate mythbusters. Kind of. Yeah. We're hearing a lot of people go, I'm going to wait till the prices drop. Yeah. And if my only context was 2008, I'd feel like we're probably at that point. We're going to get more into that, how it typically works, how the market today probably where it's headed mm-hmm. and what we're seeing today that um, can point us toward a likely future. Um, so any final words before we wrap this one up, Alex? No final words. If you all have, um, I would say if you want to have a personalized conversation about you know, your situation, if you have questions about honestly anything, we want to provide the the right advice at the right time for the individual. So if we can be of help, certainly reach out and uh, appreciate you spending time with us. Uh, Look forward to seeing you next time.